Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. All right, welcome to the 16th episode of Mission Mobilization Chats, where we consider core cutting edge issues related to mission mobilization in our local ministries and in our ministry structures in the global church. So in this episode, we wanna focus on a foundational issue in the mission, mov- uh, the mission movement. Who are the unreached and why do they matter? Who are the unreached and why do they matter? It is essential in mission mobilization that we are mobilizing local ministries in alignment with Jesus's big picture redemptive plans and purposes. So it's very common to hear in the church world that we're called to reach all people everywhere. And this idea of focusing on unreached peoples, you know, it's really not that necessary. Jesus cares about everybody. We should be reaching out to everybody. There are many in my own Jerusalem, it is often said. Why do I need to go way over there? And so while it is definitely true that God loves the whole world, every person everywhere in every city in our reached places and the unreached places, and that he sent his one and only son to pay the penalty that we deserve of spiritual death. He took our place for that. He did it for everyone. Yet this is also an incomplete truth. So we want to ask a question. Is it fair or uh, just Is it fair or just that the global church generally tends to focus its attention or its evangelism on people that are similar to them ethnically and that often these people have already had multitudes of opportunities to see and hear the gospel lived out among them and even demonstrated among them. So generally, the global church is reaching out to ethnic people like ourselves, and that's okay to do. But the people that we're doing it or we're evangelizing generally have heard the gospel over and over and over and over. They've had multitude of opportunities to see it and to uh, even experience it being demonstrated through the life of a true follower of Jesus, a true born-again believer. Now these, these ones who have heard the gospel over and over and over again with multitudes of opportunities, we call these reached people groups, reached peoples. But to be reached doesn't necessarily mean that these have chosen to believe in Jesus. This is often where some confusion happens. So you can be reached and yet choose not to follow him. Okay, Hearing the gospel over and over and over again and yet not responding to Jesus. These reached peoples have chosen not to obey him. So we do not call them unreached. Instead, we call them unsaved. They're unsaved. Okay? They've heard over and over and over and over, yet they've chosen not to receive the Lord. They've chosen not to receive his free gift of righteousness, his free gift of, sal- of salvation. So they're unsaved. Yet they have the access. They have access to the gospel. It's all around them. They probably even have friends who know Jesus, who are followers of Jesus, who have told them testimonies and stories about the true and living God. So they're reached, but they're unsaved. So if these wanted to learn about Jesus, 
They could. In their home environment, if they wanted to understand, who is this Jesus guy? Let me go talk to some people. There are churches in our reached uh, locations and among our reached peoples, there are churches on sometimes every street corner. There are radio and internet sites, there's television, there are opportunities where people can ask questions and begin to learn and to begin to understand. Many of them will likely have friends in, the, in their workplaces, in the marketplace, in their jobs who are followers of Jesus. These are reached peoples where the gospel is prevalent already among them. So they are not unreached because the definition that we just used, they already have access to the gospel in myriads of different kinds of ways around them. They're unsaved, and, but they're reached. They're not unreached. Okay? They're simply tuning out all the gospel influence that they have around them and that they have accessible to them. They're tuning it out as irrelevant to them in their present. So again, many of us as Christians, many of us as believers, we confuse people who are unreached with those who are unsaved. The ones we just described, they're unsaved, but they're not necessarily unreached. They've heard the gospel over and over and over. So that it's necessary for us, if we want to grow in our understanding of how to mobilize believers and how to mobilize local churches for the Great Commission, we need to distinguish between those who are truly unreached, they're outside of a relevant hearing right now of the gospel, they're truly deserving the focus and the attention of the global church. We need to distinguish those unreached from those who are unsaved uh, around our people groups that generally are already reached. Now, there are many churches in Pakistan, in India, in Indonesia, in many countries around the world who are located physically, geographically, in the midst of unreached peoples. Okay, So they're in a slightly different category. We're talking about most of our Christianized uh, people groups and nations where the, the people around them are not unreached. They're unsaved. So we need to distinguish between these two categories, unreached and unsaved. So we're not necessarily advocating that these unsaved do not need evangelism. We're not saying that. They absolutely need to be evangelized. But, and, and even as communication experts, they will tell us that when you communicate a message, usually it takes the hearer at least seven times, at least seven times to hear it and to begin to understand it and to take it in so that they begin thinking realistically about this message that they're hearing. So that means that evangelism cannot just be a one-off thing. We can't just kind of give someone the gospel like we kind of like to do. We, we witness to that person and it's great. We love to do that. But we need to know the truth and understand the big picture that often it will take at least seven. Now, some people it's quicker, some people it's many longer. Some people it just takes two or three hearing of the message and they say, I want this, I need this, I am a sinner, God forgive me, I need your salvation. And others it'll take 14, 15, 16 times where they over and over hear it, they see a demonstration uh, of the Spirit's power. So we're not saying that the unsaved don't need evangelism, they do, over and over and over and over, yet, it is also necessary, and this is the point of this episode, to remember that there is another group. And there's another group, this group is in a completely different 
category than these unsaved ones who are uh, in geographical areas where there is much, much, much gospel witness. So this other category has rarely ever met a true follower of Jesus. Did you know that? The unreached peoples, an individual person has almost never even come into contact with a, a genuine, true follower of Jesus. Not just someone who claims I'm a Christian, but someone who's actually living for Jesus. Someone who's actually faithful, faithfully obeying him and walking uh, according to his ways. So this category is very, very significant that we understand the difference. Unsaved over here in our uh, reached settings and then unreached over here. So they've hardly ever heard the life-saving message uh, of the gospel of the kingdom. So these are what we call unreached peoples. Now they usually live within ethnic populations where there's 2% or less of that overall ethnic people group population who are following Jesus. This is a classical definition of unreached people groups, unreached peoples. That usually there's 2% of, or less of that unreached people, not of the whole country. Okay, we're not talking about uh, geopolitical nations now. We're talking about individual ethnic people groups that make up a geopolitical country. So in some countries, there could be 100 or maybe even 1,000 different distinct ethnic people groups, like India, for example. India, there's over 3,000 individual ethnic people groups that make up the whole country uh, of India. So that's what we're talking about. Within those ethnic people group populations, unreached people means there are less than 2% of that people group population who are genuine, true followers of Jesus. So sometimes we hear different definitions of who unreached are or what that means. It is not true that there are zero believers among them. Sometimes we hear that. Oh, the unreached are the ones, there's no Christians among them. That's not technically, when we come to this classical, technical defin definition of unreached peoples, that's not the case. There are believers among them. There are churches among them. So what makes them unreached? That's what we have to determine. So what makes them unreached is that they do not have adequate numbers of believers or adequate numbers of churches to evangelize and to plant churches across their own ethnic people group. All right. So there are believers there. There are churches there, but just not a high enough uh, number of those believers, not a high enough number of those churches to adequately reach that whole ethnic people group on their own. So they need something, right? They're unreached. They don't have enough people, to uh, enough followers of Jesus. That's what we mean, not general people, enough followers of Jesus to adequately reach their own ethnic people group with the power of the gospel. So they need something. What is it that they need? They need outside help from other ethnic peoples who are following Jesus. Message bearers. Message bearer teams who maybe are coming from a neighboring ethnic people group. They're believers. They love Jesus. They say, we want to relocate and live among this ethnic people group because they're unreached and we want to plant churches among them. They need outside help from other ethnic peoples who are following Jesus and who can help them spread the gospel uh, among their own people. 
So this definition of unreached peoples, it enables us to actually see the strategic relevance of focusing the global, uh, the global church's attention on them. Right now, our mission and our evangelism is often very sporadic. Let's go and reach these people out on the street for Jesus. Let's go and, and witness to these people on a Friday night. And that sounds good, and it is good, but it's not necessarily strategic. It's sporadic, okay? And so we want to be strategic because we know Jesus is moving somewhere in his purposes of the Great Commission, in his purposes even of evangelism. So we want, as the global church, we want our hearts and our minds and our eyes our vision to be strategically informed by who are these unreached people groups left in the earth. What do we mean by that? Who are those people groups with less than 2%, 2% or less of their general population in that unreached people uh, are followers of Jesus. So the urgent call right now, the urgent call is to reach them. And it's more to reach these unreached peoples. But it's more than just kind of, okay, let's try and get a few of these unreached people saved. No, we want to see the whole ethnic people eventually able to move towards being reached. So moving out of the category of being unreached, 2% or less of their population following Jesus, and moving into the category of being reached now, 2% or above. And we want to see that number well higher above. But we have to focus on them. We can't just say, well, let's just go out and reach people for, for Jesus. Well, it's good, but most of those are in that unsaved category. They've already heard, and we want to continue to give them that message because they need to hear over and over again until they are in a place where they come uh, to that decision. Now, Jesus talked about this a lot. He revealed this in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, as just one example, many other places. He revealed the idea that a people group emphasis is very important. And it's actually how he, how he sees the world. Did you know that? Jesus' own worldview, he sees missions, he sees evangelism through a, a people, group, uh, people group worldview. A people group viewpoint. Okay, That's his view of the world. He doesn't see us in countries. Okay? Some people will say, well, Matthew 24 does use the word nations. We're going to see that in a second. But he's not talking about geopolitical nations. He doesn't see the world through a bunch of individual countries. He sees the world through a bunch of individual ethnic people groups. And he wants us focused on seeing them reached as a crucial piece towards the fulfillment of the Great Commission that he has given to us. So what does Matthew 24, 14 say? We have it here. Jesus prophesies. He says, and this is a prophetic word from the mouth of Jesus, all right? He says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. There's that word. But the actual uh, original language does not mean geopolitical countries when it says nations. It means, uh, the original phrase is pantata ethne. It means ethnic people groups. That's our translation today of pantata ethne. Okay? So he's not talking about countries. He's talking about ethnic people groups. And then he says, and then the end will come. Wow. That's a strong statement. From the mouth of Jesus, the heart of Jesus, who knows everything, the end from the beginning, he is prophesying, before the end will come, this particular purpose has to take place. All of the ethnic peoples 
not nations, all of the ethnic peoples have to have the gospel uh, preached to them as a witness. So Jesus himself placed very high strategic, strategic importance on the need for the witness of the gospel of the kingdom to be experienced in spiritual power and authority many times over and over and over among every single ethnic people group on the entire planet. This is his strategic understanding. Okay? So that means it must be ours as well. We must adopt that. We must align with it. Instead of just continuing on business as usual, let's just evangelize these guys that are, that are uh, already saved or, or unsaved, already reached. Okay? Let's just evangelize them over and over and over again. That's okay. That has its place. But we also need to envision a little bit bigger to this other category called the unreached peoples. So thus, we need to return then to our definition of unreached peoples as a measuring stick in our strategic uh, outreaches, our strategic missions. So if 2% or more, okay, not less, if 2% or more of an ethnic people group population are followers of Jesus, missiologists have said these are a reached ethnic people group. Why? 2% seems very small still, right? So it's not about the numbers within the people group that are, that are following Jesus. It's more about their ability to adequately spread the gospel of the kingdom to their entire ethnic people group. That is where our definition of unreached peoples comes. So it's not just a definition of, well, are those people following Jesus or not? No, it's much more a definition of, do they have enough people to adequately reach their own people? If they do, missiologists would categorize them in this reached ethnic people uh, category. Now, this 2% uh, or less being unreached, 2% or higher being reached, sometimes we hear, well, where'd that number come from? Is it some magical formula? No, there's nothing magical at all about this 2% designation. It is simply a useful measuring stick to tell us whether or not that particular unreached people group has enough human resources, has enough followers of Jesus, has enough churches in place to adequately reach that, uh, their own unreached or their own ethnic people group. So that's the designation. It's not, again, about how many love Jesus or how many don't. That's important. But from a missiological, from a mission perspective, from a mission mobilization perspective, we need to understand the unreached are unreached because they don't have enough followers of Jesus who are spreading the gospel among that people group. All right. So yes, of course, that has to do with people being saved. We need more followers of Jesus among these groups to get them to the point where they can adequately reach their own. So if they're 2% or less, we say they need outside help. They need mission help. If they're 2% or more, we say, well, yes, we can come alongside and we can encourage, we can walk with them, we can teach them, we can train them. But they actually have enough numbers, have enough followers of Jesus within their own community to reach that entire ethnic people group community. That is the importance of the 2% or more or the 2% or less uh, designation of unreached peoples. So why does this matter? Why is this important? 
because it's all too common in missions today to find message bearer teams that are serving among ethnic peoples that already have large populations of followers of Jesus. And they're saying, we're doing mission. Okay? We are missionaries, to use that traditional term. We use the term, as you know, uh, message bearers. So they say, we're serving among these nations. Well, if you scratch the surface a little bit and you start looking at the people that they're working among, often they are, wor- they are already followers of Jesus, the majority of them. This is very, very true uh, throughout Sub-Saharan Africa, for example. Many of the Sub-Saharan African uh, nations are reached with the gospel. In fact, many of them have 70, 80, 90% of their total populations, nationally even, are born-again believers. They're followers of Jesus. Okay, So this is a problem. If message bearer teams commonly today in mission are going to places that are already reached, we have a problem that is before us. So having this unreached people's designation and this measuring stick of the 2% of the population being followers of Jesus, this helps local churches to now strategically engage with ethnic peoples, both near and distant physically to them. We want to focus on those who are most needy of the gospel. We don't want to, uh, again, it's okay. We want to evangelize everybody. That's true. But in terms of being strategic in the Great Commission, where the Holy Spirit is leading so that we can see the fulfillment of Jesus' prophecy in Matthew 24, 14 that we just read, it is absolutely essential that we focus on those ones that are most needy. Now, how do we describe needy? Needy means most out of access of the relevant gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. That's why this designation of unreached peoples, finding them, researching them, looking at the numbers of born-again believers among their ethnic people group, and then uh, discerning and deciding, do they need outside help? This is the strategic process related to why it is so important to know who the unreached peoples are and why uh, they really matter. So as people who care about being obedient and faithful to Jesus' great commission, it's necessary also for us to see the world through this people group lens this people group worldview, so that we can determine now whether ethnic peoples, maybe they're near to us. If I'm a, 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 a church leader or uh, somebody in Pakistan, a Pakistani leader, and I look around my city of Lahore, maybe there's many groups around that are very local that I can just start to uh, reach out to. Okay, but we must determine, we're not saying going around the world and finding them. Many of them are very geographically near to us, but many of them are not. So we need to look uh, near and we need to look far. And we need to consider whether they have this 2% below followers of Jesus or 2% above so that we can determine, are they able now to reach their own? And so for those that are 2% or more, Uh, many missionary, many message bearers are still working with them, but they're not primarily doing church planning because that people has enough adequate numbers of faithful followers of Jesus to do their own uh, church planning. What the message bearers do is they come alongside and train them. They're helping to train this indigenous uh, unreached or this indigenous uh, ethnic people group who are reached now to reach their own uh, people and see 
that percentage going from 2% to 5% to 10% to 20% to 30% of the population now being followers of Jesus. This is very, very important, uh, a very, very important issue. So having clarity on this allows our local ministries to now prayerfully discern. Where is the Holy Spirit asking us to engage in scattering message bearers from our local ministry? The Lord is raising up many, many more message bearers today. He's talking to people in your churches and he's highlighting them. I am asking you, I am calling you to go out to the unreached peoples. Again, that doesn't necessarily mean geographically far. There are many unreached peoples maybe right around you. But this enables us to now ask the Lord, Lord, how do we do this? Who do we need to be reaching out to? This is at the core of true and effective mission mobilization. To be calling people to not just randomly say, well, I, maybe I like South America. So uh, I, I speak Spanish already. So let me, uh, let me go as a message bearer to South America. Well, let's look at the numbers. Let's do the research. Let's see, are there really unreached people groups in South America? And if there are, praise the Lord, we strategize how we can send our people as message bearers and reach them. This is crucial for mission mobilization. So we're not just encouraging people to go to anyone with the gospel, kind of that sporadic evangelism, just let's just sow the gospel wherever. Again, that's good, but we want to be more strategic than that as we partner with the Holy Spirit of where he is taking the Great Commission. So some of these ethnic peoples, again, they might be near to us geographically or they might be distant to us. There is a growing trend. Now, as missions is becoming more global and the African church is getting engaged in mission, the Asian church is getting engaged in mission. So now we're able to look at our immediate surroundings and say, are there unreached peoples very geographically close to us? And you know what? That's happening more and more and more through migration, through refugees moving from one place to another, this is happening much more often. And so we need to be open. Holy Spirit, I might be in a Christianized nation, so to speak, but are there pockets of unreached peoples that might be right around me, in my neighborhood, in my uh, school where my children go to school? Are there unreached peoples in my workplace even where we can start to reach out to them with the love of Jesus? But we're not doing it to those who are just unsaved, hearing the gospel over and over and over and over and over, but we're doing it to unreached peoples that though they live in maybe a Christianized nation now and they've moved in because of migration, often they're still isolated. They still have not had opportunities to hear the gospel and not had opportunities to become friends, true heart-level friends with followers of Jesus Christ. So let me close with a challenge. I want to encourage us to be intentional about prioritizing what Jesus prioritizes. Not just evangelizing those who are unsaved around us, but focusing our energy and effort on those who are truly unreached who are outside of a relevant hearing of the message of the gospel, mainly because they don't have enough followers of Jesus among them to reach their own ethnic people. Even if they've now migrated to another country, that new, uh, that new ethnic population still will relate together. Okay, because they know each other, they're similar, they speak the language, they have the same culture. So they might isolate from the majority culture, but they will still stay together. And so we need to identify those groups and seek 
to reach out with them. That is my challenge to you, that you begin to see unreached people groups as a focal point and begin to understand why they matter in the strategic purpose that God has given us in partnering with him in these glorious, redemptive, great commission plans that he has in the earth. Amen? Let me close us in prayer. Father, we thank you that you have helped us immensely, Lord, with understanding these targeted people, Lord, that have less than 2% who are followers of Jesus among them, who need outside help. Lord, you've given us a grid, Lord, to be able to study the different peoples of the world and to discern by your hand and by your spirit who we need to reach out to. Lord, I ask that you would give us more of that understanding. You've given us a little bit with this unreached people's designation. Lord, continue to unfold and unveil and unpack that to us with spiritual understanding. Lord, so that we would be a people who are mobilizing our churches with this end in mind. Not just going anywhere, doing anything, a little bit of mission, calling ourselves missionaries. Lord, we want to be strategically focused on that which you are strategically focused on. And that is all the ethnic peoples in Matthew 24, 14. Having that witness, that testimony over and over and over. Lord, we ask for that. Lord, stir up your church. Help us to mobilize our churches and believers with this viewpoint in mind. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. And I pray that you would go forth considering more about this idea of unreached peoples. God bless you. To listen to more Mission Mobilization Chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.